2: offer vibrant senior independent living assisted living and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events chef prepared meals safety and security transportation resort style amenities and high quality care everything you need is here discover more at BrightViewSeniorLiving.com. equal housing opportunity you're ready for a comeback and with purdue global you can do more than take classes you can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. It's Rover for
0: Northeast Factory Direct. I've been telling you they have the lowest prices anywhere for years now. But now they're actually putting it in writing. They have a one-year best price guarantee. That's right, Alex, the owner, he must have gone crazy. If you buy a furniture or hot tub from Northeast Factory Direct and within one year you find it advertised for less, Alex will refund the difference. There's no gimmick to this. Just save a lot of money. West 140th in Cleveland, Lakeland Boulevard in Euclid, Freeway Drive in Macedonia, or shop online at northeastfactorydirect.com.
3: You can't have a culture war if one side refuses to turn up. On the politics, on the looting, on the rioting, uh, the Republican Party and Conservatives have been largely silent. And similarly, on the culture war, uh, the other side has been largely silent. People, it's not, it's not the young snowflake generation who are easily triggered. It's the middle-aged guys running HBO uh, and these other corporations. Why are they not defending this? They've made millions off of Gone with the Wind. Uh, if people don't like it, fine. If that's not your take on the antebellum South, make your own movie. Write your own novel. Do your own play about the antebellum South. But don't demand of uh, things be abolished simply because uh, they weren't made with the peculiar uh, narcissistic sensibilities of uh, 2020 in mind.
4: Mark Stein last night on Tucker Carlson talking about the whole HBO's not showing uh, Gone with the Wind, which I can't figure out if it's just a publicity stunt to get HBO mentioned. Uh, um,
5: I'm starting to lean that way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking they sat around. They're in the entertainment business. They said, look, um, this stuff's hot. How do we get our name repeated a lot? What do we, what do we say we got or a new, do? We got a new streaming service. Right. Right. So I find that uh, somewhat uh, suspicious. Uh, not- I mean, there are lots of movies that have, you know, outdated, unflattering, unwise, racist, whatever, portrayals of various people, various groups of people. Um, uh, dozens and hundreds, thousands of movies that answer that description. Sure, you single out the biggest movie of all time.
4: Um, Mark Stein's point about you can't have a cultural war if the other side doesn't show up to fight. It's with cancer culture and the the and the way Twitter can blow up on you. There's no fighting back on a lot of this stuff in the culture war, because. One side can 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 come up to the line and go way across the line. Right. And smash your stuff. Right. Uh, you put a toe across the line on this side and you're done. So you can't even get close to the line. So you can't have much of a battle there.
5: Right. You know, I've been reading a lot about the, the terrible, awful book, White Fragility, that's getting so much attention. And uh, the great uh, conundrum, the great knot of that book is that if you deny you're racist, that's absolute proof you're a racist. If you admit to being racist, that also proves you're a racist. In short, you're a racist.
4: Yeah. Well, that's what uh, James Lindsay is constantly saying. Boy, watch some of his YouTube videos about, uh, about this whole thing, critical race theory and all that stuff. It's, it's, it's set up on purpose as a no win situation.
5: Yeah. Oh, uh, absolutely. Yeah.
4: Anyway, back to the whole movies thing Netflix just launched a BLM collection of movies and shows. Uh, Black Lives Matter film collection. So yeah, you know, that, I, that I, just makes sense to me.
6: When I fired up my Netflix yesterday, as, uh, instead of the typical home screen, it's it, it had a little promotional announcement of this uh, with, with some sort of, you know, clearly focus groups statement of, with these times we have uh, compiled a, a list of blah, blah, blah. Would you like to check these out? And there are various documentaries and, and things like that.
4: Want to learn more about blank? Here's, here's where you yeah. would get into that. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I get that. Um, I thought this was interesting. Let me find this. This was from NPR. uh, On a similar kind of topic. Uh, Decolonizing your bookshelf has become a thing. Oh, boy. It's about actively resisting and casting aside the colonialist ideas of narrative storytelling and literature that have pervaded the American psyche for so long.
5: Oh, boy. Uh, This is on the NPR Twitter. full-on wackadoo stuff.
4: Decolonizing your bookshelf.
5: Right. it would be
4: getting rid of any Kipling or probably Winston Churchill. Or...
5: Although that sentence suggested that just traditional literature by its traditionalist is patriarchal and, and racist in the rest of it. True that. The whole uh, introduce a character, have them overcome difficulties and learn something in the end is, is the patriarchy.
4: Well, we probably, uh, uh, we're going to have our old news guy, Marshall, not not old as in age, he's twenty seven. Old as in he used to be our news guy, Marshall Phillips. We're going to have him on here in a little bit.
5: I'm not going to lie. He looks like hell as a 27-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, you're partying too hard, dude. Yeah. Woo. You look way over 27. Our, our 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 dearly departed newsman? No, that's not good either.
4: No, he's our, not dead. He's very recently much alive. retired. He retired.
5: He's newsman. living the good life. Right.
4: He unfortunately retired at the very moment that the... Can't go anywhere. The, the, the whole country shut down. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, we were going to talk to him about uh, some people are having an argument. Is, is this is this is just like 1960. It's nothing like 1968. It's something like 1968. I think when 80, 80 percent of people answered a poll saying things are out of control. Yeah. The 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 only time in modern history I can remember that fits in with that. And I'm just reading about it. Um, My only concerns in 1968 were mostly Tinker Toy related. Um, (laughs) I knew nothing about the, you know, the anti-war protests for the most part. Um, uh, But so we're going to talk to Marshall Phillips about that coming up. I had something else I was going to launch into. What was that? The decolonizing your bookshelf?
5: Oh, I'm sure that's just going to be delightful.
4: Oh, I I want to get into later later this new definition of racism. A, A woman contacted... Uh, webster's dictionary and said i think your definition of racism is wrong here's what it needs to be and we'll uh we'll get into that a little bit because i think it's it's interesting for the conversation going forward
5: well i'd I mean, characterize we're rede- it
4: we're redefining
5: terms the dictionary people terrified capitulated got on their knees when ordered to by the the young woman
4: mm.
5: Mm. joe getty with strong words yeah well it's a living uh Anyway. Oh, oh, you know what? I never got to the Asians thing. Maybe we'll do that tomorrow. Briefly on the
4: 1968 thing, okay? Because uh, culturally, I think it is similar. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's uh, you're this side or that side, and people size you up quickly. And if you're if you're the other side, you're on the wrong side, and there's no in between. That sounds like 1960. I remember our old boss saying he was wearing a uh, an American flag. On his jacket after nine eleven, he was a New Yorker, and you know, American flag pins were were a big deal. But he said he was Vietnam era. And he said, man, when I was a young man, somebody with a flag was a Nazi, as far as I'm concerned. I can't believe I'm wearing one now. Yeah. But, you know, things had calmed down during that period of time. That didn't mean anything to have a flag on. And you weren't looking for enemies around every corner right? Of, of fellow citizens. But that's where we are now.
5: Well, and very radical groups are trying to capture the energy of the moment and convince everybody it's time for a revolution. But so culturally, I think it is 1968.
4: Politically, though, some people are making the argument that what Trump is doing And he's being advised, according to some, that, look, Nixon in 68, when things will look like they're falling apart, the average American wanted law and order. Mm -hmm. He ran on, I'm going to be a law and order candidate. And Trump's trying to take that playbook with missing the difference being that. Nixon was out of office. <laughs> he was he was a guy that could claim in, look, things have gotten out of hand under this administration. I'm going to come in and establish law and order. Right. Trump is in office. Right. It's that's I think that's a, a completely to I think off. that's a completely different situation. Yeah.
5: Politically, yeah. Unless you announce some giant new initiative, something specific, and also forgetting that
4: in in 68 because we do have a presidential election coming up and things are pretty crazy, you had three serious candidates. And um Nixon won with 42% of the vote, I think, because uh, George Wallace got a big chunk of votes out there. Anyway, unless somebody's going to come along in the next couple of months. Racist
5: Democrat George Wallace.
4: A racist Democrat, right, which siphoned off a whole chunk of people. Right. Maybe we have something like that come along. You know, somebody is pushing. George Wallace is going to run again. No, a a Black Lives Matter candidate that Mm. gets,
5: you know, 15% of the vote. Mm. That could happen. Couldn't it? Especially if Joe Biden wanders off into the woods in his bathrobe, which I've been predicting. <laughs> it could happen.
4: Uh, anyway, our text line: four one five two nine five 295 kftc A conversation with our. I almost said expired. That's not oh, the right word. Either. money. No. What is I it with this. you? I don't it's know. The Grim Reaper. Retired is the correct yes. word. Yes. Retired newsman. just popped into my head today as I was listening to uh, various conversations over the last couple of weeks comparing these current times to 1968, which I used to look at, read about in history books, watch documentaries about and think, man, that must have been something to live through. Ugly. Constant protests, violence, police versus the people in the street. You're either on their side, there's no There's no staying out of it. You're either on that side or that side. Riots, not burnings. Been,
5: yeah. We're clearly there now. Yeah. Well, to discuss, to compare, to contrast, and to just say hello, uh, please welcome back to the Armstrong and Getty Show, our esteemed newsman, Marshall Phillips. Marshall, you were with us for a cup of coffee. What was it, 15 years? <laughs> it was about 15 years, yeah, yeah, yeah. A little more than a cup of coffee. <laughs> By the way, guys, I have not left my
7: house since January 21st. I've had to deal with things like raccoons in the chimney and, uh, you know, the uh, the uh, neighbor's complaints about my growing pyramid of Chardonnay bottles out in front. <laughs>
4: of that. Growing pyramid of Chardonnay bottles. Living you know, large, it's okay. art. I was actually thinking because I remember before you retired from this uh, program, discussion of how much you're going to follow the news or whatnot, and I could see checking out completely. So it just occurred to me we could get you on the phone. You could say the what now, <laughs> the the protest about what the, there's a there's a disease. <laughs> Maybe you're not following the news. Uh, oh. No,
7: no, my friends, I tell you, I've been following the news probably even too much. In fact, you get to a point, especially when you're t- talking about the pandemic and and the action on the streets and that. Well, as far as the pandemic goes, I get a cough, you know, and all of a sudden I'm going, oh, my God, I've I've got the virus, you know. Then you just got to calm yourself down. Then I looked at what has been going on in the streets, and I got to tell you, in a lot of ways, this is very similar to what was happening in 1968, except it's not being played out against the background of a pandemic, it is being fueled by a lot of people who are just really ticked off with what they see as the current state of affairs back in the 60s it was the vietnam war which a lot of people felt was illegal hadn't really been explained to them they had friends dying and now you've got another another uh, groundswell that's actually you know spread worldwide Fueled uh, in large part by young people who have just gotten out in the streets and said, "We've had enough."
4: Well, was so it was it I, the same way in '68? It's the way it seems from reading about it, but I wasn't old enough to know what was going on. Where you were either on one side or the other, it was very easy, very difficult to be neutral.
7: Yes, yeah, it, I mean, you were, you really were on one side or the other. There, it was hard to find a middle ground at that point and uh, again uh, the anger was fueled by both sides people who wanted peace and would condemn the soldiers and people who thought the war was righteous and would condemn the people who
5: wanted peace there was it was real hard to find a middle ground do you remember people being uh, dragged out into the public square and their careers being executed for being on the wrong side of Various arguments back then? This, uh, of course, a lot of it's social media Yeah, right maybe now, without
4: social media, you couldn't right. do that.
5: Do you, do you remember anything right. about that?
7: No, not so much. No, not so much. I mean, uh, and again, uh, as you pointed out, social media has made a huge difference. I mean, you can be trolled. You can say the wrong thing or try to say the right thing in an awkward way and be crucified for it. That, 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 uh, was that did not exist back then. Although, although... Fiery tempers did produce fiery results, both in 1968 and
5: today. You know, it's probably worth pointing out the average sandwich shop owner or, or uh, you know, NBA announcer or whatever—they had no way to communicate their opinion, no, to the masses, correct? Uh, and correct. so you'd never hear about it anyway.
4: You didn't know what Frank Gifford thought about the Vietnam War necessarily,
7: right? Right.
4: right. Yeah.
7: You know, and, and yeah, exactly. And again. Uh, even if people would say certain inflammatory things, a lot of the reporters wouldn't report it. They would just say, all right, well, that's just background. And they wouldn't actually put it in print Hmm. that. And and again, it's when I started uh, working radio. Oh, God knows how many years ago you would call the president, Mr. President or Mr. Trump you would ne- or mr nixon you would never just say nixon or you know, it was always much more formal and again with how about you
4: lying with- communist morbidly obese nazi <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> well you know as time went on that began to appear in the free press and uh, other alternate uh, media
4: yes <laughs> yeah but what yeah, so what back. but so in, in between 68 and recent yeah. times we obviously came back together in a, in a in a in a in a period of time where we we were we're now thinking oh those were the golden days how do we get those back what what ended the division just the war ending or or did it run its course or do you have any idea you're talking about the, the
7: end of the Vietnam war
4: well what I what brought that's... us back together from the 60s to a more a calmer period through the 70s 80s and 90s
7: I think I think a lot of it was the fact that the war ended, the draft ended, and uh, people started talking to each other more. You know, you had uh, if you knew somebody that came back from the war, you saw they were in pain. So you you know you might you might be more willing to talk to one another as opposed to just getting on social media and try to dog somebody.
5: Well, in so a lot I of the race, go ahead, Marshall. Sorry,
7: I was just going to say. I noticed that happening through the years, especially as we got to the end of the 70s into the 80s. There was a lot more of, all right, I appreciate what you thought you had to do, and I appreciate what you thought you had to do. So you had more of that back and forth.
5: It's also uh, significant that the Nixon administration, in the wake of the race riots of the late 60s, launched enormous social programs huge spending by the republican uh, administration then and a lot of people thought okay that'll help that'll be good and and so okay we won't burn the cities anymore um and a lot of it actually didn't help it hurt in my opinion but um and then watergate came and went and then the war ended so yeah we just got and back to business happy days was
4: on tv and everything was fine yep, good times um, <laughs> uh, uh, you know we we ind- intended when you retired to check in with you now and then on retirement unfortunately you retired right at the moment of a global pandemic and a, and a great depression. So eh, rough timing for your retirement.
7: I realize, and you know, uh, I will be very honest with you. Part of me is sad and uh, I'm not happy that I retired at this uh, period of time. But part of me is also saying, all right, you know, now's a good time to step back at least for now, you know, retirement doesn't mean forever, but at least for now, and it's given me, in all honesty, a really good chance to observe other people dealing with things in their real life against this whole background, against this panoply of what's going on. Yeah. Hey, Marsha, I'm and sorry, to, we I, I
5: have to jump in. Even as you're making a beautiful point, we got about 20 seconds left.
7: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I will tell you this. I am living in an undisclosed location. It <laughs> took five months. It took five months, but my house, my other house, is up for sale. Oh, Excellent, awesome. Excellent.
5: And I assume you're continuing to stockpile gold and weaponry. Everybody, Marshall Phillips, our esteemed newsman, always great to talk. <laughs> yeah, thanks Mar- for your time, thanks. Marshall.
1: All right. Bye now. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
7: Show. Following a string of recent coronavirus outbreaks at several of its warehouses around the country, Amazon is reportedly planning to develop its own labs to test employees for the virus. Said managers, red means you're fine, blue means you're fine. You're fine.
6: Because um, Amazon's mean to workers something, something.
4: Okay. Just, just stuff your boxes. Um, uh, I thought I saw, I, I know I saw, I just didn't confirm it, that 70 testing places were closed down, at least temporarily, during the uh, riots and protests across mm. America. Ironic. 70. Or unfortunate or something. When we were told that the most important thing happening in the world was a pandemic, Right. testing is the most important thing to do for that then there's a political cause you agree with, so then people can gather together, and we're going to shut down 70 testing places.
5: Right. All right. Right. Go long to get along, Jack. So more serious uh, stuff that we ought to be talking about uh, in the next segment, probably. Uh, but hey, you got to play this, if you haven't heard this yet. This is uh, at a uh, a meeting of uh, the uh, the essentially the Board of Supervisors of Chicago. They call them aldermen. Um, But one of the aldermen, and it's funny, I don't have the guy's name in front of me. I had it for two days and I put it aside. But he was uh, complaining about how Chicago had dropped the ball in terms of protecting the neighborhoods he represented. He's the first, I think his name's Ruiz, but um, the second voice you hear is the delightful, the charming Lori Lightfoot, the mayor of Chicago.
0: We can't expect our police, and I don't fault them at all, to be able to control this. But I know that we asked our base yesterday to stand at the front line between police and looters and rioters and I'm simply not comfortable telling my churches those people to be the intermediary in the middle of a riot that's citywide we need something better because right now we only have 370 whatever national guards on standby half our neighborhoods are already obliterated It's too late. We have to come up with a better plan because once my fear is once they're done looting and rioting and whatever's going to happen tonight, God help us. What happens when they start going after residents, going into the neighborhoods? Once they start trying to break down people's doors so they think they got something. You know, we know that people are here to antagonize and incite, and you've got them all pumped tonight, today, They're not going to go to bed at eight o'clock. They're going to turn their focus in the neighborhood. I've got gangbangers with AK-47s walking around right now, just waiting to settle some scores. What are we going to do? And what do we tell our residents other than good faith people stand up? It's not going to be enough. Thank you, all Next question. No, I want an answer. I, I you commented on everybody. I want an answer. It's not something you ignore. This is the a honest, question that I have. I think you're 100%, I think you're 100% full of is what I think. If you think oh, we no were offense, not f- you, you then. Who are you, you to tell we me I'm ready. full of and if
7: you think, If you think Everything. we were not ready and we stood by and let the neighborhood go up, there's nothing intelligent that I can
0: say to you. Well, maybe you should come out and see what's going on. You need to do. Right
5: now, no. You need to check your attitude. Wow, went on like that for some time, them swearing at each other before other aldermen stepped in and said, "All right, all right, all right, all right." That's uh, Raymond Lopez, who's uh, with the 15th ward of Chicago, and she is the the mayor. The mayor. She is the mayor. Well,
4: then, blank you then.
5: Yeah. <laughs> you need to check your f and attitude. <laughs> yeah wow 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 that's something his screed i listened to his screed first time i heard that and thought wow yeah that's some that's some righteous standing up to the mayor and demanding accountability then her answer was thanks for your question yeah moving uh, on uh, oh, i was uh, like
4: what that would have set me off too oh, well it set
5: him off let you
4: we handled better than i did he stayed calm
5: until she dropped with a that's a load of s right <laughs> right wow <laughs> Wow, that was some election with two, like, far lefties running against each other, and she won. Uh, And Chicago is reaping the delightful benefits of her leadership even now.
4: So did Donald Trump do a dog whistle racist thing, as he's accused of often? Is it just a coincidence? Uh, What is going on there? We got this text earlier. I teased four hours ago. If you stuck around for this, congratulations. Well, and thank you that uh, we got a text from a black Trump supporter, a black guy who was a Trump supporter, and said, that's it. As a black Trump supporter, he's finally lost me. For him to hold a rally on Juneteenth, June 19th is considered the black 4th of July. Uh, Trump is having a rally on June 19th, which I guess is referred to as Juneteenth, in Mm -hmm. a city where a massacre of black people took place in the 20s is too much. I can't explain it away or excuse it. There are people who believe, and the Twitter sphere is full of people who who are convinced that it's not just an accident or coincidence that Trump is having a rally on June 19th. In
6: Tulsa,
5: Oklahoma.
4: In Tulsa, Oklahoma.
6: Yeah, the location is part of it, too. It's not just the date.
5: Yeah, because of yeah, the uh, aforementioned, uh, yeah, one of the most worst episodes in American history, honestly. um, Let me think about this now.
4: The date... You'd have to be a better, well, maybe you'd have to be, a, maybe if you're a white supremacist, you know, these dates, you'd have to be a better fan of history than me to have put those things together. Um, I, I would have, it would never have crossed my mind, but, you know. Yeah, I don't, it seems like a stretch to me. I don't, I don't know. There are a lot of things because that there, happen on that date. Because there are two different things. Yeah. That's the, so it's the, is it the anniversary of.
5: It was, it was when all slaves were declared free. Was it in Texas or. I can't remember specifically. It's one of those dates that um slavery officially ended and people were officially free. On uh, June 19th, 1865, the
6: Emancipation Proclamation, which had been issued on January 1st, was read to enslaved African Americans in Texas by Gordon Granger. Okay, so I got like 40% on the test. Yeah, if my
4: teacher good.
5: if my teacher is generous. <laughs>
4: Um, you're a good kid. You always show up. You don't talk in class.
5: I knew what it was about, I knew Texas. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. 40. The, the summary, emancipation
6: of the last remaining enslaved African Americans in the Confederacy. There you go. Um,
5: so yeah, it's a, it's a big day. I, on the other hand, it's, you can come up with all sorts of stuff that happens on every single day of the year. I just, I, I don't know. It seems like a stretch to me. Uh, Trump picks Tulsa on Juneteenth for return to campaign rallies, says at MSNBC. MS uh, uh, DNC. I don't have any
4: concept of how big a deal Juneteenth is.
5: It's pretty black big. people.
4: I mean, is it pretty something that comes up every year? You recognize it? Oh, there are big
5: parties did? and picnics and, and, and festivals and all sorts of stuff. I'll well, take like your yeah. word for it. I have no knowledge of this. So. It's And I think it's
6: also trending upwards in terms of, uh, I've uh, even just this week, I saw several companies saying they're going to make that a company holiday for for their employees.
4: Could he have had a rally anywhere and got away with it cuz you could find any city if you're going to be in a city any city in America you could point to a a racial dust up that has happened that is horrible, not as big as this but
5: you come up with something, right? Yeah, it seems like a stretch to me, especially because Trump if Trump can peel away a small percentage of the black vote 3 4%. See that? He
4: wins. That would be that'd be one of the things it seems to me that he's going way for, far the other direction in terms of trying to make sure he gets some of the black vote. More of the black vote than uh, mm-hmm. Republicans normally do.
5: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, it would be cutting his throat to do that. Yeah, particularly it, it, given the polls' attitudes of all Americans. Okay, I'm convinced. Democrat, that. Republican, independent about the protests and having, police brutality. Having thought
4: this through, there's no way this is on purpose. It wouldn't make any sense. Um, It'd be just, suicidal. Just, even, if, if, even if you're cynical about Trump, go on. There's no, I don't, I don't get the upside. If you believe that Trump is a secretly dog whistling racists. And racists vote for Trump. He's going to get those votes anyway. What would be the upside of this Juneteenth signal when lately, the last several weeks and and for years now, he's working so hard to peel off some of the black vote. I just can't imagine. Those people I'm going to get anyway, if you believe the racism stuff. Those people I'm going to get anyway. And I'm trying to get
5: these people. Yeah, I'm calling fake news. it
4: uh, It would be a really bad strategy, even if you are a racist, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah, like I, it's, I, it's I think it smacks of the um, people doing secret hand signals and stuff like that. And I always think, well, what? What are you accomplishing with that?
5: Well, as it turns out, it was some I- I juvenile, idiotic game they play there at the the academy. Mm. In the case of that, at the football game and the rest of it. I don't know. <sighs> I'm worn out. <laughs> oh Can't take it
4: anymore. You know what, Michael? We're going with your plan. Coming up, something. Uh, but something happened with an Amazon driver that's supposed to be funny. <laughs> that's what we're going to go Not with. I don't know if it's
5: funny, but... Amazon, who's been doing a lot of crazy stuff lately. I'll, I'll turn this serious.
6: out of control. Right. Right. Up,
4: please.
5: <laughs> hey.
3: Armstrong and Getty.
1: The Armstrong and Getty Show.
5: My segment is called These Times. Hit the theme music. I'm tuning out. Um we're gonna get to I it. don't like these times. We're gonna
4: get to an Amazon thing here in a second. I came across this headline and I didn't read the story. And I'm wondering if you can fill in the story as I redo the headline. Okay. Because I don't really think I really understood. Sean might get it because you do more of this sort of thing than I do, certainly. Uh, But anyway, it it almost turns into a hostage situation. Delivery apps have cast themselves as pandemic survivors for restaurants. Many restaurateurs say otherwise. How are delivery apps turning running a restaurant into a hostage situation? I wish I had clicked on the story. It's
5: their only business, so they have to dance to the app's tune. I know one restaurateur who just stopped. He, he said it was just, it was too much.
4: What was too much?
5: Well, he said they couldn't keep up w- with the orders. That was part of it. And um, it just, it was so different a way of doing business, they just couldn't make it work. I didn't grill him a lot it was, about it. But.
4: Uh, that's interesting. My restaurant experience has been really bad through this pandemic. Like almost every order I've ever ordered anywhere, sit down or takeout, has been v- very wrong. Mm. Very, very wrong. And I, I, it's happened so often that it clearly has got to be some sort of we're working with half the staff, we laid so many people off, or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's too, it's been too consistently bad to not be for some reason. And like we were at a restaurant, I won't mention it because I really love the restaurant, but ate indoors at a restaurant, and everything, almost everything we ordered, originally ordered, I think four out of five things they didn't have. Which my brother muttered under breath, Why are you open if you don't have
5: any of these things? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but
4: it's gotta be a I don't know whether it's meat shortages or short on staff or you can only you know, I don't yeah, know what it they is.
5: They got no budget, I don't know. Oh man sucks. I, I just saw this. Twitter is calling for Nickelodeon to drop paw patrol. It's more copaganda. Oh, it's cop-aganda. You've got to be kidding. I am not
6: kidding.
4: Oh, this this is an onion <laughs> thing. This is a joke. It's um, gotta be a joke.
5: The, the crimes they solve are so uh non controversial, trust me. I've watched a lot of Paw Patrol. Here's your quote even big hearted cartoon car, hmm, take two, even big hearted cartoon police dogs, or maybe especially big hearted cartoon police dogs, are on notice. The effort to publicize police brutality also means banishing the good cop archetype.
4: Has Chase weighed in? He's the kid that's uh, Chase. He's the kid that's in charge of the dogs. Well in charge, he's their friend.
5: <laughs> Which range of um, Paw Patrol seems harmless enough. And that's the point. The movement rests on understanding that cops do plenty of harm. That's the New York Times. Say that again. Uh, Paw Patrol seems harmless enough. And that's the point. Yes, it does. End of story. The movement rests it's a cartoon on cartoon dogs. <laughs> the movement rests on understanding that cops do plenty of harm. What's it
4: got to do so you with? You got to portray
5: him as always harmful.
4: And I and I can also tell you this, having uh, raised kids through it fairly recently. You age out of it at about four. I mean, it's for little kids. It's it's one step above Blue's Clues. for Well, ages. you got them
5: indoctrinated by then.
4: I mean, you go from Blue's Clues, really simple stuff, to Paw Patrol, and then you're out of that by like age four. Mm. My kids have been, you know, the, the, that's little kid stuff, Dad. I won't watch it. We've got blankets, we've got pillows, we've got mm. videos, we got curtains. They all say Paw Patrol on them. Now, you don't, now you're embarrassed by Paw Patrol. Oh, boy. <laughs> but, yeah, so it's for really little kids. Yeah. I mean, you yep. could possibly make this argument if it's a show for 12-year-olds that might have some idea what's going on in the world, but for your three-year-old, you're worried the message it's sending? Yep. Come on now. Yep. All right. Uh, Do we have time for this Amazon thing, whatever it is, Michael?
1: Yeah, it's you know, kind of, it's not. Probably not the best way to end this show. If you want to end on a high note, oh, it's a bad note. <laughs> well, it's well, too like old how bad man. A note? It's
0: not bad. Poor young kid comes out to deliver a package. Yeah, eh, let's hear it again. All right. You
3: come back there again and trespass on my property. Okay. I'm going to shoot your tires out and have you arrested for All right. trespassing. My
6: GPS isn't working, so I'm not able to find out where I'm going. Well. So if you, it's, I'm
0: just wandering around trying to find where I need to deliver this package. You don't need to threaten me with gun violence. There, it's
3: not threatening you. I'm it is threatening tires me. out, so you okay. can call it whatever you want. This is my
1: property.
4: Does,
3: yeah, see, He's threatening uh, me with gun violence. Does that what? sound does that sound like three sixty
0: six?
2: I'm trying. Are you uh Go I'm going
0: Go I, I Guys, can you just
2: back off so me. I can get out of here? He
0: trespassing on mine?
2: Okay. On the same road? Are
0: you are you Yeah, right uh, down here.
2: Okay, awesome.
6: Oh, so boy. Amazon driver gets confronted by a guy saying, Get off my property. A second guy comes and yells at the first guy saying they're both on my property, and then that guy's <laughs> oh, yes. oh, wife is that what was happening? Yeah. And so then that guy's wife was like, No, no, just go to the hedge and make a right. And that then is the way we here. do
4: it in the country. Stay off our freaking property. I've never threatened to shoot anybody, but I have said the other part to people before. Go. They keep talking, go, leave now, go, get. What get if you're out on of somebody
5: here. else's property? <laughs> get when out of yelling here. No,
4: no, that's weird. And you say, like,
5: you get on my property.
4: That's very weird. Uh, the, 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 the problem with the Amazon thing is uh, there's a lot of randos driving d- dented up bondoed cars that pulled into your driveway out in the country. <laughs> and you don't have any idea who they are. What are you doing way out here? On my little tiny driveway, far from anything. Yeah. Why have you been sitting there so long? What are you doing out there? Shoot
5: out their tires. Find <laughs> out. <laughs> I'm not advocating that. <laughs> Maybe but uh, tie them up in the backyard. Throw the flashbangs at them. But can't, put, put them on top of an anthill. Can't you just... What are you,
4: you, but can't you get a magnet sign that says Amazon for your car? Something to indicate why you're there? Anything?
5: Yeah, all right. I was going to call you Clem, but that's reasonable. Final <laughs> thoughts.
4: Thought, Get off my lawn. I guarantee you the kind of cars that sometimes show up, if they were in your driveway, you'd be looking through the window thinking, who the hell is that? I'd
5: be glad I got a big black dog. And why have they been sitting there so long? Yep. Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody on the crew to wrap things up. There he is, Michelangelo, pressing the buttons in the control room. Michael, final thought? Yeah, I just want to thank texters who reminded me that weddings are about love, not about great bodies. So... There that was the question
4: on. of whether or not he should put off the wedding to get into yes. better shape, oh, since the oh. gyms were closed.
5: Positive, Sean, <laughs> our producer. a uh, Final thought for us? Yes,
6: uh, already wishing it was tomorrow, as there is a new Spike Lee movie dropping on Netflix called The Five Bloods. It's about uh, uh, Vietnam or not? Yeah, Vietnam <laughs> veterans going back to Vietnam to find the gold they buried. I'm all in. Hmm. Wasn't that uh, movie with Ice Cube
5: that same plot, but Iraq? Uh, th- three Kings. Yeah, yeah, yeah very similar. Yeah, 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 fine. They got two more guys in this one, apparently. <laughs> Jack, you have a final five buds, right? Yeah. And uh, there you there go. You know, it's, it's two better. And less uh, royal. Jack, a uh, final thought for
4: us? 66% more people. Right. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm just exhausted by the, all of it. Just the whole thing. I, I've never been more exhausted with the news cycle than I
5: am now. It's your white fragility. Could be. <laughs> My final thought is the great, undercovered, and interesting story of the day is the anarchy in Seattle. The takeover of seven square city blocks by radicals who are now yeah. patrolling it with their own guns, beating down those who dissent. That's a
4: fascinating story. I hope the mainstream media catches on to it, because I want to I see more about this.
5: Well, tell all your friends to listen to the Armstrong and Getty Show. We're on it. To hell with the mainstream media. Hmm.
4: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So
5: many people, thanks a little time go to go to com. All of the podcasts are there. You can get cool Armstrong and Getty swag. Drop us a note, email, uh, mailbag at com. God bless
7: America. You having a good time? Okay, I, I did not say well, that. I've
0: sat here for over three hours and 15 minutes. <laughs> that sucks. If you wish to leave, you may. Let me just say how very, very dismaying and disappointing. Not uh, good.
5: And just change the channel from this mesmerizing horror show
7: we'll
0: be
1: better tomorrow than
7: we were today and we heard the words
5: it's over for me adios mofo okay so
0: we're you're, we're dismissed is that correct Do you
4: want to rephrase uh what you're doing but not obvious enough for a dope what are in?
1: <laughs> armstrong and getty Hi, it's Bill Wills for Alex at Northeast Factory Direct. He is so confident his business model offers you the absolute lowest price. He's going to guarantee it. He buys in volume, and he can save you big. So he's going to give you the lowest price. And now he's backed it up with a one-year best price guarantee. No gimmick. There are some terms and conditions. So see more at northeastfactorydirect.com. Bottom line is it's going to be a great shopping experience on name brand furniture at a lower price. Guaranteed now. Northeast Factory Direct, West 140 Street, Cleveland, Lakeland Boulevard, Euclid, Freeway Drive, Macedonia. Online more at northeastfactorydirect.com. Elevated.